When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Dom Slither shirt. It's Dom Slither shirt. Well, I can't wear it. I can't wear it. You can. I could. It would just be horribly uncomfortable. It'd be like right here, and it'd just say, like you couldn't see, read the whole. Hold it up for the audience. I don't know where I got that shirt, but it's a medium-sized Slither shirt, and I think Dom will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know? Slug it out. Speaking of Nathan Fillion... What? He, you know his new Joss Whedon show, right? Dollhouse. No, no, no. No. No, he's, it's like a musical. It's Joss like Whedon's doing a musical show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it, I don't know if it's internet or if it's TV, but it's on IMDb. It's like Doctor Something Something's Sing Along Madness or something like that. It's with uh, Nathan Fillion, um, Neil Patrick Harris, um, some other people. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's just, those uh, are like really good TV names, you know? Yeah. And it's just, and it's like, it's some kind of musical thing. Yeah, I guess, because the, the Buffy thing is such a cult hit, and people are putting it in theaters, and then Fox comes and shuts yep. down the screenings and stuff. Uh, it's smart for him to be like, you know what, this worked. Yeah. People know us for it, you know, so. I think, do you think it would work on TV, though? I don't know. That's why, because I, 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 when I first heard about it, I thought it was just, I thought I just read that it was just internet, which makes sense. It makes sense, but, but like, it, it's weird, because who wants... Who wants to watch a, a musical on either TV or an internet? It's already worked um, on TV. Why would you try it on the internet? American Idol Sweden works. Fans. Yeah, I mean, American Idol works, and if you can, I don't know, somehow you but can you tap that massive American Idol. Like, the whole thing, like, from what I understand, the whole thing is, like, to make the, because he makes really jaunty, catchy songs. Uh-huh. That's what Joss Whedon does. So, like, from what in, I'm envisioning in my mind is, like, he's just writing these little musical episodes, which would work better on the internet honestly because right. then you don't have time constraints like for a TV show you have to make it either half an hour well 22 minutes or 45 minutes right. and I don't know if you can come up with that content all the time I mean he's, he probably can but you're wrecking my brain uh, yeah Sorry. I never heard of it Doctor uh, something 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 sing along <laughs> go look it up um, what's up guys this is episode 74 of Geekscape it's gonna be it probably be the, the right amount of time uh, but um it's a My, Frankenstein monster. Right? It's a Frankenstein monster. Uh, we're reviewing Indiana Jones 4. Um, I'm going to hop over to my good buddy Chris's house, and he um, is one of the guys who did the Raiders adaptation when he was a kid. Uh, we've become friends over the last year, and 
I thought, who else to give you an Indiana Jones 4 review than Chris? So that'll be coming up in a moment. This is episode 74 of Geekscape. Movies, video games, and comics. News and reviews. That's what we do. We do it best. I'm Jonathan Lennon. This is my good friend Ben Dunn uh, filling in. You know, I shot this Indiana Jones 4 review, and then I said, you know what? Let's do comics and video games as well. Uh, I get on a plane in a couple hours, so why not have Ben come in? and I'm a good filler. You're a pitch hitter. I'm a pitch hitter. I'm not. I'm not a pitch runner, or whatever. What is? What is I, what's I, the runner? What's I don't know. Ba- baseball is not fun for me. Really? Yeah, baseball's like, yeah. I don't know. It, it moves a little slow. It's boring. Yeah, it moves a little slow. All uh, sports are boring for me. I like some. I like the ones that keep moving and keep scoring because I guess hockey and soccer keep moving, but they right. don't score very often. You, that's why you like basketball. Like basketball, so you can get scoring. like the 170 point game. ADD. Yeah. I, I think basketball is perfect for an ADD generation. It's true. Um, until they actually start um, the Running Man, that'll be the perfect sport for me. They, well, they're or close. Smash t- or Smash TV. They're close with American Gladiators. All you need is more blood and less padding. We need one really good accident to send the ratings through the roof. Oh, I'm just and then they're going to figure like, out how to continue those accidents, and finally we're going to be desensitized to the point where those accidents yeah. are part of the game. Yeah, like no, I'm waiting for that Skytrack thing to break. <laughs> when they're just like and like you know the court snaps and they just fall to their death <laughs> well not just the entire structure comes down and impales them or the flame the, 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 fla- the flames in the water where they have to swim under right somebody just someone just drowned. comes up too yeah it just comes up too early and yeah. bar- like burns to death um sorry <laughs> that'd be a good show you, uh this is Geekscape um we got a little show coming for you. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to give your your insight on, on Indiana Jones, or do you want to go over to Chris and talk to him about Indiana Jones and his upcoming movie that he and Eric, his buddy who also did Indiana Jones the adaptation, Raiders the adaptation with, they did a they have a movie that's going out right now oh, really? that they wrote. Um, it's an adventure film, and he talks about a little bit of, a little bit about that too. Well, why don't we go through that? First? You want to go to that? Okay. Uh, here I am with my good buddy Chris talking about Indiana Jones. In his brand new script and movie. What's up, guys? Welcome uh, to Geekscape. This is my good buddy Chris. Uh, Chris did something really uh, crazy. I know you guys. Uh, when you're young, you know what? What do you do? What's the weirdest thing that, that you heard a kid do when you were young? I, I know a friend of mine stuck tampons up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 I don't spied, know. he spied his mom using one. And Cow tipping. Uh, you know, spying in the girls' locker room. I don't know. Well, you grew up in Missouri. Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, I mean, did you, were you bored out of your mind? No. I wasn't. Well, I mean, it, it uh, you know, that might have had something to do with it. I, you know, I was just a, you know, ki- kid trying to find something to do. <laughs> My daughter's bored, though. Your daughter is amazing. <laughs> um, let's talk about how bored Chris was as a kid. He rounded up his friends uh, in a video camera. How many times did you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark? Not as many times as you would think, actually. I saw it, you know, for the first time. That's when I got the idea. And then maybe a handful of times after that, two or three times after that. So Eric and I, when we decided to do this, um, you know, we'll, you know. Well, that idea turned out to be a feature-length, shot-for-shot adaptation of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, It's basically the worst idea a kid could possibly have um, to say, you know what? Let's remake Raiders of the Lost Ark. Shot for shot. With teenage actors. With teenage actors who yeah. then go through puberty during the course of yeah. the film. Yeah, that's true. Um, you guys have read a lot about the Raiders adaptation. Uh, Chris here uh, and Eric were the guys who put it together. And, um, of course, you guys can find all sorts of information on, on, on that experience 
Vanity Fair did a great article on it. The Raider.net is a big website. The Raider.net. And then your website, uh, Raiders the Adaptation. Well, it's uh, the big, the big where they have most of the information on us is, is a, a big Indiana Jones fan site called the Raider.net. Okay. And that's, uh, but and Eric and I are working on our own site because we have founded a production company called Rolling Boulder Films. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're getting our website going. Uh. I love the cat. The cat is playing with the camera. It's okay. You guys have seen the pugs on the show many times. Yeah. Uh, Patterson, Patterson, Patterson down. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> um, so, God. so if you guys want to read up on the Raiders adaptation, uh, that's the place to go and check it out. Um the reason I brought Chris here is because we have a new Indiana Jones movie out for the first time in 19 years. Uh, Raiders Lost Dark, or um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is out. Uh, you've got Raiders, <laughs> you've got Temple of Doom, you've got uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. How does this one fit in with the first three films? What What do you think of this new one that you just saw? Well, I think it continues the Indiana Jones mythology for sure. You know, I mean, you you still have that. You know, larger than life yet very believable, realistic cinematic hero known as Indiana Jones. I mean, he's he's straight out of the Joseph Campbell blueprint. You know that Lucas has always intended. You know that's one of the reasons why Indiana Jones is such a great character because he's really well thought out. He's a great, great heroic character. Um, this, you know, I mean, I think there was a lot of a lot of build up. You know, and because there was a 19 year build up to this film, I think there's going to be. A lot of people that are just as disappointed as they are excited, and I think our expectations, you know, and, and the fact that Indy Four was concealed for so long, we didn't really know what to expect, you know. And I think I think the folks in charge even said, well, you know, don't expect Raiders because it's not going to be Raiders, and I don't think any any many movies can hit that mark that Raiders did, mm-hmm. you know. It's just that's lightning in a bottle. So, you know, I think a lot of people went in there wanting to be that grew up around that time in the '80s that wanted to go back and see Indy 4 and have the same kind of inspiration that they had when they were 11 years old. It's simply not going to happen. Um, I was happy to see Harrison back in, in all of his gear, right. doing his thing. Um, you know, I love some of the action sequences. I was a bit taken back at how CGI saturated the film was because it was my understanding that it was going to be a lot more practical effects and a lot more just good standard, good old school old-fashioned filmmaking Stunts, yeah. and you know and and I found I found some of the stuff to kind of it stretched my imagination not always in the best way but you know for the most part I I still had a good time I I was I was neither as disappointed as I thought I was like I was going to be nor was I as exhilarated as I thought I was going to be yeah the movie is definitely a strange uh, amalgamation of emotions because you have parts where it hits the familiar mm-hmm. and then there are parts where uh, you you see it reaching for the familiar and you're hoping that it gets there and, and it just falls a little short of the mark yeah and, um, and you're left with this feeling of we just wanted to be the way it was, like you said. Um, a little more gritty, mm-hmm. you know, not so like, you know, I felt like I was watching in sometimes, in some moments, like uh, The Mummy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with all the bugs, ah, you know, all the CGI bugs, ants going up on the guy's face, and a lot of the same imagery that I think is, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the, familiar with, with these big tentpole movies. It's like, it's like, but Raiders did it best. Raiders, did it, Raiders did it best. Raiders right. did it first, and and I think, 
I think one of the saving graces of the fourth one is that it was self-referential as, as it was mm -hmm. to the franchise, you know, as self-referential specifically to Raiders with the Ark and the Snakes and Karen Allen and, you know, bringing Marion back and then adding the, uh, the, the layer of the, you know, mother-father-son thing going on with Shia. Shia is a very watchable actor. I really enjoy him. I love Harrison. I, I love Karen Allen. You know, they're all, you know, I think... You know, honestly, one of the most enjoyable things about this film for me, Indy 4, was Kate Blanchett. She <laughs> was awesome. She was the best villain, man. She is so electric on screen. She was she was definitely fearless in this movie uh, as an actress and as a character. Um, she was definitely, uh, you know, eating the scenery, going for it, man. enjoying it. You know, well, unapologetically just feeling the, the character. Well, I think you know any. I don't know if this is because of the the transmutated script over the years of all the multiple writers that they had on the project. I don't know what original villain that he, they had originally thought about for this, but <clears throat> she was she was great. And I think any good screenwriter is going to tell you, you know, your villain needs to be just as good as, if not better than, in terms of likability, than your hero. And and I think. They really hit the mark with her, and her performance is just great. I, I think her performance was strong. Um, when, when you talk about screenwriting, I, I feel like the divergence in this movie, uh, in the first three, even Temple of Doom, which gets a lot of heat, um, is in the writing. And uh, especially the setup of those characters. The hero is only as good as the villains, and I felt like there were a lot of parts in this movie where um, they missed an opportunity to give their, their villains more weight. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett's character in particular, in many parts, threatens <clears throat> people with a sword or with these uh, supposed psychic abilities that she has without ever pulling a trigger and showing a display of power. Mm -hmm. And I think every time she bluffs and doesn't follow through, her 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 the, the threat of her character and the threat of those that follow her... Is reduced. Is a, is a bit compromised. And we, I would lo have loved to see that uh, threat grow over the course of the movie rather than be uh, you know, compromised over the course of it. You know, uh, I mean, that's an interesting we've got point. Pulling hearts out in the, the indie film. Yeah. We have somebody who, who, who gets burned and continues to fight for the arc. Uh, and in the third movie, we have people who will sleep with you to, in order to, 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 to crush you internally right. and externally. We have villains that'll go the full distance to get it. And I think the two big problems with this movie. Uh, for me, were that the the characters were a little flaccid. Um, we didn't get what 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 would happen if they if they reached their goal. What were the larger implications? Mm -hmm. We understand if the if if the Nazis harness the power of the Ark, it's game over. Even in in Temple of Doom, you know he has this entire society under his foot mm -hmm. that Indy has to rescue them from. Well, I think it, you might you might be touching you know, on a larger issue was uh, which is, you know. I was never really scared. And why? There was there was no I, I didn't I didn't feel that threat, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that that grittiness of fear that gets under your skin, you know, in a in an Indiana Jones moment. I never really felt that they were in danger. You know, and I never I never opportunity to talk about I never it, really you know? yeah, I never really was scared. I always knew that, you know, because of the the chumminess of, you know, between and all the sort of banter, you know, the you know, mom, dad, you know, all that kind of like kind of sitcom-y kind of stuff with the, with the, with the outtakes, you know, not the outtakes, but the, um, you know, the reaction shots of like the monkeys and 
the gophers and like that stuff is fun, but it's very Spielbergian. But, but I, I felt like it, yeah, it, 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 it becomes a boon rather than a distraction. I love the cats. Trust me, there are episodes when the pugs are just laying on my guests. Uh, no, I just don't want him to eat that poster. Oh, this yes, this is a valuable poster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> n- no, I uh, I don't know what to do with it. You're definitely not going to turn this into a litter box, my friend. Here, I'm no, gonna pass this it's to not you. that cat. It's the older cat under, <laughs> under the. Yeah. So it, does it feel guys? Good? If anybody wants an old cat <laughs> that craps on the floor, have Jonathan get in touch with me. I can. It's I called can, Indiana. The yeah, cat's name I can is FedEx this cat to teams? you. Uh, Frady, the one that's afraid and hiding under the couch, and then Patterson, who's the cool one. It, it, it did feel good, Chris, to see Harrison Ford rock out in this game. Of I course. Mean, he looks great. He, he, he's energetic. I mean, the guy's in, in kick-ass shape. It's, you know, it was exciting to see Harrison. Even that beginning, you know. which you think is, wow, this is really weird. I love the fact that they put Indiana Jones up against the problems of the 50s and the Cold War. Yeah. Let's throw them up against our biggest fear, yeah. two fears, alien invasion and a nuclear bomb, yeah. and let's see how he stands. That part of the movie, I loved the idea. Sure. It's great. It, and it, that's very Lucas and very Spielberg. I you love know? that stuff. But, yeah. but, but again, you go with the villains that he has to face on a beat-by-beat moment, and at the very beginning of the movie, we see them establish as villains, they shoot a couple people, but then they immediately ask Indy, they're at, they're at his mercy in finding the object. Mm-hmm. And we know Indy's smarter than them. We don't want our we don't want Indy to be smarter than them. Uh, he he's outsmarted in Raiders of the Lost Ark several times. He's outdone and outdueled <coughs> in, in uh, Temple of Doom several times, and he's betrayed several times in in, uh, in the Last Crusade. I really would would have wanted those stakes to be higher. So having them immediately from the get go ask him for help, mm-hmm. I feel already put them on a lower tier. What did you think about the whole setup with? You know, Shia, you know, uh, Henry Jr., uh, you know, with passing of the torch and, you know, discussions of, of Indy 5 and all that, you know, the uh, I thought it was a very nice touch at the end, you know. With the hat? Uh, yeah, the with hint? the hat, you know. <laughs> you know, the, the Karen Allen relationship didn't bother me at all. I, I, I thought that was great. I thought it was fun. I would have liked to have seen her rescue him a couple times. Sure. And, uh, and him rescue her beyond the car chase. Uh, it would have been great to, to 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 explore that more, maybe at the cost of those two extra sidekicks. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. What was the, I don't even remember the name of uh, Mac, who is a Mac. double, triple, quadruple agent, who I think you know if if they're not if the bad guys put a bullet in him in that first scene, yeah, you would have lost some room to to explore your other characters, right. and you immediately would have said these people are ruthless. They'll th- stop at nothing. I thought he was dead weight. You uh, know. I mean, honestly, I I didn't know why. Indy kept him around. I mean, yes, the loyalty, but it's like, you know, there. He's betrayed you once, and twice, and he three has... times, and he shows up again, and he shows up again, and he shows up again, and, at and that he's point, just you're like compromising you know, the, our hero. Exactly, you and know? and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, he's start... smarter than this. He's better than this. We've seen him for three movies be better than this, and uh... I mean, loyalty aside, but you know, it's like, and then I... you have the John Hart character, or uh, 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 yeah, you, who's who's. Ox is that Oxley, who's who's only who's crazy as much as you need him to be, Mm -hmm. and accessible at other times uh, when you need him to be. And in in the the problem with the Crystal Skull is it was a really easy cure all for problems. You have ants, they go away. You have natives that want to kill you, they go away. I would have rather 
had creative story elements or adventure elements or action elements save them from those threats rather than the cure-all of a crystal skull mm -hmm. uh once is fine i think twice or three times it, it you start to to question the the danger that your characters are in uh you know you guys listen to me talk a lot about movies and writing and stuff like that and i think this is a great movie to watch if you in comparison to the first three movies if you want to go beat by beat and see at what point does the tension deflate and at what point does the tension escalate? Uh, because this movie does it a lot. And, and, and I think if you're writing an adventure movie like this, where it's a race to the finish, you have to have the prizes at the end of it and the race has to escalate at every moment. Mm -hmm. And so at the end, when your hero's standing there victorious, you're not worried about, oh, there's aliens in this movie, which I don't have a problem with. You're not worried about where the story goes. It seemed a strange dichotomy, about, though. I loved that they embraced the 50s. Yeah. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. It's where Indy had to go. Yeah. Can you have him fighting Nazis for another movie? Yeah, no, no. You, know? you can't. You have to have him age with himself. And uh, yeah, I, th I think as long as you get there with your hero, you're good to go. She is going to be chasing boulders in no time. Look at her. She's trying to break out of a crib it's, over here. Isn't uh, she cool? And uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, that that's your biggest prize. Diana Phoenix. That's her name. That's your biggest prize. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, so, real quick, let's talk about this new project you have. Because okay. we're talking about adventure movies, and we're talking about the, the structure of a script. And you and Eric wrote this mm -hmm. movie. What's it called? It's called What the River Takes. Mm -hmm. It's a southern gothic action-adventure movie. Basically, it's a, it's a story of a, a young man who, uh, haunted, by the, haunted by his father's disappearance and presumed death, discovers... About ten years later that his father is actually still alive and being held by this mysterious river cult deep in the Mississippi Delta. Mm -hmm. And so he journeys upriver through this dark and dangerous southern gothic landscape, all the while hunted by the very man responsible for his father's abduction. So this metaphor for Scientology that you've written. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me in trouble, man. I don't, I don't want to have people knocking on my door, you know. <laughs> well, we've taken your daughter uh, because you've, uh, you know, you're bad mouthing Scientology. No, in all honesty, uh, there you have it. You, see, I mean, are you laughing? <laughs> she's like, no one's gonna steal me and put me on a spaceship. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do with you. That's the problem. You would break out the second they kidnap you. You'd be racing back here on four. <laughs> she's gonna break out of that crib midway through this. Yeah. Um, so you guys have the script. You guys have pieces of artwork. You're we going do. out with it. This is a, I mean, this is, you, you're bringing it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, well, you know, our movie, the Raiders movie, we've, uh, you know, we obviously came into an amazing phase of our lives where something that we did when we were kids has opened up many doors and has, for some inc incredible reason, you know, um, uh, you know, just struck the hearts of many people around the world. And, we are incredibly lucky, incredibly fortunate to have had our film have as much success as it has. But, you know, something that you did when you were... Is she all right? I think she needs to... Hold on. Diana? Diana? You okay? Yeah, she just... Baby! <whistles> why she, did I whistle? Because I have four dogs. That's why I whistled. Yeah. Baby! <laughs> Can she get up? Is she rocking? No, hold please. You go, go. Save her. Yeah. Save her, Chris. <laughs> Come here, boo boo. Come here. Oh, look at her. She, she. For those of you guys, you can't see it. She just upright her. You want to bring her over here, Chris? Sure. She <laughs> should be here. Me, she should be the entire thing right here. Look at this baby. <laughs> look at this. All right. 
Yeah, sweetheart. <laughs> you think that's funny, huh? Um, <laughs> you are a sweet baby. Hi. She is obsessed. Diana, with me. look. Please. Wave to the camera. Wave to the camera. You're a little young. Way young. I <laughs> know. <laughs> so, so, um, so you know, as everything does, you know, everything we, we do have an evergreen story, which is cool. You know, the Raiders guys and the story. Uh, that's being done about us in the movie that's being done about us. But, you know, there's there's a time that's where... Right. there's the story got options. Right. There's there's an expiration date for everything. And so, because Eric and I don't want to just... Have ha- that be your epitaph. Exactly. We we want, you know, Raider, Raiders, our Raiders movie, brought us back to the thing that we love the most, which is movies mm-hmm. and writing and working together. And we wanted to use Raiders as a stepping stone to bring us back. You're driving me nuts. Not you, baby. The cat. <laughs> um, uh, to do what we love the most. And, and we, we thought, well, if there's ever a time in our life to go for it. Yeah? Yeah, Johnny's it's, funny. It's now. I was about to say, don't say the cat's driving me nuts. Say, you are the most precious cat ever. <laughs> Look at this adorable cat. It can be yours. Free of charge. Yes. Just a little FedEx. He is a good cat. This this one's good. He's a really good boy. He's, um, anyway, so you know, so yeah. we, we decided to use an opportunity and put our heads together and decided to write a movie with everything that we wanted to see in a film and also everything that kind of highlighted some of the most exciting aspects of our home state of Mississippi, you know. Um, and because Eric and I, you know, have our eventual goal of of wanting to have the Mississippi Gulf Coast be for us what Austin is to Rodriguez, or Linkletter, you or know? Me. Huh? I'm from Austin. Oh, are you? But that movie's already been made. It's called Varsity Blues. <laughs> it's excellent. Isn't that right, Vanderbeek? Uh, I'm not saying Vanderbeek watches this show. Um, so no, good good luck with that. Thanks, man. You yeah. Know, so I, I mean, uh, well, if you guys, I won't I won't get the concept art it's right. It's tough. Up. The baby or the concept art. Yeah. Can, can, uh, you, let me I'll, see if I, I can hold it up if you can get it to me. Yeah. This is this is one piece. This is from a, a big set piece at the end. Wow. You know. That's uh, huge. So look at that. The cat tail is actually a giant tentacle. Mm-hmm. There's an working? octopus in the scene. That? That's working. So, you know, um, that that's gorgeous. So you know? we um, we work with a concept artist. Uh, Eric sketched some things out and work with a concept artist that uh, that we found, who lives in Poland, and his name is stop it. His name is Tomasz Jedrusek, and uh, very obviously very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, look at that! Look at that! Oh, you've seen it a million times. You know, and a lot of people that look at the concept art think. Well, this looks kind of like a horror movie because of the because of the sect, of the river sect. But it's it's southern gothic, so the the aesthetic is dark, mm-hmm. but the themes aren't dark. It's a you know it's like a family movie. I think. Family rescue. I mean, yeah, it's just the setting, right? How could you ever make a dark film? Look at this guy. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. Hold on, let's see if she'll do it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did. <laughs> she did it. Kid like a washboard. Uh huh. She usually doesn't do it, but come. On. There we go. Good girl. <laughs> She's sweet. Um, no, Chris. Thanks a lot. Oh, thanks. thanks. I'm sorry. Like I've got cats and babies and like all sorts of stuff, no, man, please. going on. That, that that is the life you lead, my friend. Yeah. Don't you give it up or anything. Not a not for a second. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Life is life is good, man. It's the way it's the way things are. It's the way things are, and life is good, and you know, a new movie, and 
Raiders and, you know, you a get our, beautiful a new child. Jones film, for better or worse. A new Indy 4 movie and, you know, to be included in the Indiana Jones tome of fandom. and you know, It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's It's a very cool thing. I'm very lucky, very happy. Uh, the responses to our new script and our new project has been really great. We're just looking for that, you know, we're trying to find a home for it, you know. With the Raiders adaptation, you have more indie cred than the fat kids on YouTube with, the, with their lightsaber battles. Because <laughs> I mean, a lot of those famous kids who do the fat kid lightsaber battles, they're like part of the, the Star Wars fandom. Sure. But would you rather be the fat kid with the lightsaber or a dude who like did Raiders the adaptation? Well, I'm, I'm the fat kid in the Indiana Jones costume. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. You didn't say you it, John. It. You said it. Yeah, come on. There we go. You guys, said it too. <laughs> we're gonna leave uh, Chris with that. We will see you guys. Do you want to? Do you want to get mic? Let's see. Let, let's let, let's put this thing in stereo, baby. Go for it. Okay. Come here. You ready? Come in. Come in. Oh no, she's not doing it. No, she doesn't do it. Sometimes not on cue. Baby, come in. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was coming. Guys, thank you. <laughs> Say bye. Bye, everybody. No, not again. <laughs> she can put it in her mouth. You're a sweetheart. So honestly, if anyone wants to adopt uh, Chris's cat, you can contact me at jonathanandgeekscape.net, and I will get you in contact with Chris. Uh, he's got two cats that he's trying to adopt, uh, find homes for, and as you see, he's got a young daughter, and it's starting to just get crazy for him, you know? But uh, yeah, if you guys also want to see the Raiders, the adaptation, it's got all these screenings. His his deal with, because the music is copywritten that he has right. in this thing. His deal is he they can't profit off of the Raiders adaptation mm-hmm. screenings, so it's all charity. But they're having them all the time. They just sold out like Man's Ground, like Chinese Theater. Oh, that's they, awesome. They had, a, they had a huge one there. In the um, main theater. Yeah, in the main theater, and like cool. the first time I went to his house, the, all the props were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he he he's the last guy who got a whip. From the guy who made the indie whips, really, who's in Washington, who's a Washington guy, he lives near near Doesn't where you grew up. Uh, he made all the indie whips, and he made the last one for Chris. Um, I think the hat, like you know, Chris is hardcore indie, and even though we may not have liked the film, uh, you know, it's obvious that the dude is still really into adventure as a genre, and mm-hmm. he would probably welcome another Indiana Jones film. Um, yeah. After seeing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, would you welcome another? Fifth Indiana Jones film, or a Mutt Williams film. It would be a Mutt Williams film. I mean, we have to be honest. It's not going to be Indiana Jones. You know that that's it, th- this movie was a transition movie. They know that they named the dude Mutt Williams, right? Right. It like, can't be Mutt Williams. Well, Mutt Williams in the well, it's you know in, Harry, the, in the towers of Henry Henry Jones Jr. Jr. I guess it would be the third. His name is whatever. Mutt Williams, like. Yeah, I just well, it's always it's Mutt because in everything it's Mutt Williams. If I go see a movie called Mutt Williams, I want it to be a cartoon dog doing adventure, like or that, it that's has what to be, or it has to be a uh, Eddie Murphy. It has to be an Eddie Murphy movie. There's only one Williams in the world of adventure, my friends, and his name's Remo Williams. Remo. Fred Ward, he was the best. He was the only one. Please, we ask of you, if you're gonna make a Williams adventure movie, call up Fred Ward. You may know him from Tremors. And uh, bring Willi- bring Remo Williams back. It's a fucking man. You know Remo Williams. Did you watch that I do, shit? But I'm thinking, uh, I on the box art, he's like 
fucking on the Statue of Liberty with a gun? I don't know why I'm, whenever I hear Remo Williams, I just think of an old black guy with bulging eyes, and I don't know, like, I think that the there was a... fuck? <laughs> think an Action Jackson. No, 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 there's like, there's a character actor, there's an old black character actor from like the 70s and 80s, bulging black eyes, no, never mind. Are you talking about this I'm guy? I'm just taking, I'm just... Did you see that photo that I put on the forum yeah, a yeah. while ago? Are you thinking about that guy with a shotgun? No. Best photo I've ever found on Google ever? I, I have to ask you, Ben, because it's come to my attention. So you didn't like Indiana Jones and okay, like Crystal Skull? No, no. I mean, it was a good fan film. Mm-hmm. And that's what it felt like the entire time. It felt like it, a fan film. Yeah, it just, it yeah. just felt like the, the whoever wrote the script was a fan of Indiana Jones. And wouldn't it be cool if we put him in this? Wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Wouldn't it be cool if uh, Mutt Williams could uh, make friends with a monkey in 30 seconds and then learn how to pitfall? You know, it's tough because um, it's it tough because the person who wrote the script is David Kep, who is a completely, you know, capable but screenwriter. He didn't write it. Like I was reading that There's entertainment a story weekly. to it. Was it. The it, it it had been passed down. He was the latest writer. I wanted to be it. the latest writer. Did you read my analysis on Geekscape? Absolutely, I did. We needed one more draft of Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I couldn't have come up with this with the story. I couldn't have I couldn't have created it from scratch. It would have taken real talent to do that. <laughs> but I got to tell you, if if the script that was shot that ended up in front of theaters, I would have loved to have taken crack at it. Like on Geekscape.net, I wrote an analysis of the movie, and I got to say, I like my version better. And and I'm at peace now because I because right. I, I, I purged myself. Well, because I'm like you, I couldn't sleep after that. I just, the thing that really got to me was, you know, one of my friends was telling me about it before I saw it. He had mentioned, he's like, this is, what's going to determine if you like this movie is the first sequence, the first scene, the very first scene. Car chase or the scene in the warehouse? No, the very first scene. Oh, the very first shot. The very first shot. Okay. He's like, you know, when you see that gopher, you're going to (laughs) know if you like this movie. Uh, First, it is a prairie dog. Right, and uh, it's a fat prairie dog. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, that prairie is, dog doesn't uh, look like a prairie dog. Yeah, so I can I, see why he's. I didn't mind the. I didn't mind the gag. I, I minded that the gag was a gag just in and of itself, and it didn't go anywhere. It didn't lend itself to anything. It didn't complicate a future situation. It's. Well, it was just a gag for gag sake. Things like the useless CG. Like what mm. I really liked about. Indiana Jones was that in Indiana Jones there were effects yes I mean there's a lot of ILM blue screen stuff like but it, especially wasn't, in Temple Doom right but you know you a lot, never of, a lot of matte it, shots plate shots and stuff like that but it felt more practical like mm-hmm. you had it, it it felt more like grounded Organic? than the Star, Star Wars I mean grounded in the fact that you have Nazis face melting but <laughs> you know and, and, and uh, I will bring this up and this is from okay, Dom okay. Zook who is like the, good guy he's a die hard uh, Indiana Jones fan. I mean, he owns the Indiana Jones costume. Like, oh wow! Yeah, I asked him to wear the fedora to uh, the screen, Did he? Lo- the movie yesterday. He didn't. No. But then we felt better about it because we saw a. Uh, let's just say she beyond her years. Uh, oh no! Wearing a fedora. Fan Kate Capshaw. Fan girl. Uh, maybe. Was it I, Kate Capshaw? Okay. No, no, no. She just was it Mrs. Spielberg. <laughs> No, it just it was just like this older fangirl of Indiana Jones wearing a fedora. I'm like, oh, that could have been you, Dom. Well, let's just be honest. Who is the hottest of the Indiana Jones chicks? That's what we really care about. Oh, really? Yeah, who was the hottest? Oh. Uh, the Nazi chick? The Nazi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, from uh, from uh, Last... Last Crusade? I don't Last know. Crusade, I, yeah. I think... I think uh, 
you know, people think she's annoying, but I actually think Kate Capshaw was like the was smoking hot too. Ugh, yeah, no? but she just talked too much. Yeah, well, she just talked too much. There's a cure for that. Yeah, it's called a pillow. Okay. <laughs> um, I was so just gonna say gagger with my penis. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's the screeching halt. No. What? That is improper. This is a children's show. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, guys, check out geekscape.net. We got all sorts of stuff. We got news. We got uh, forums. And, of course, that analysis I put up of the movie. I, you know, it made me feel good doing it. I, I want to do the Star Wars prequels next. And I kind of want to, like, make a little series called What Went Wrong? You know what I mean? Like, how, how did they miss, like, such a huge target? You know what I mean? Because right. they had a pretty wide berth. Of, uh, we would have forgiven a shitload of mistakes with this movie. Yeah, There absolutely. were just a few too many mistakes. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, which well, is tough. You'd rather it be a complete. You'd rather be a complete disaster and dismiss it entirely. Prequels, mm-hmm. but it's, it falls somewhere in between, and you're just kind of mixed with a really weird. Yeah, well, it also there's like, they try to do these emotional developments in it, and it's like I just didn't care, mm-hmm. at all. No, at all. Um, and you know, one of the things that uh, Zook said yesterday, which was completely entirely true, was. There was no theme for this movie. Like, all of the Indiana Jones movies had their themes. Like, they had the, you know, the the main, dun dun dun, dun you know, you, musical. You're, you're talking music. Music. Oh, I thought you were talking like no, 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 story no. with themes. Okay. I'm the, the score. Okay. There was no, there was no, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, theme. Epic theme, right? No, so it the... was all it was all callbacks. Because hmm. they had the they had the Raiders theme come through. They had the Temple of Doom theme come through. They had the Last Crusade theme come through, but they didn't have something that was their own. Mm. It was the same, you know, he brought up the same thing during Iron Man. Is that there's no, like, one of the things, and I, I completely agree with him, is like, I love Iron Man. I think Iron mm-hmm. Man was hands down one of the best, the best, ones made. best superhero movies ever made, at least okay. fanboy wise. Yeah. Um, but there's no Iron Man theme. Like, Spider-Man has a theme. Does Batman, Batman Begins a have a theme? I know the original, like, like one that... Uh, I remember See, the original I theme for Batman. I don't think it does either. Because Batman I think they were, going for, cause they were going for ultra-realistic and maybe not having that music be a moving part of it. I don't know if that bothers me too much. And it doesn't, but... It, it, it's definitely a boon when it's there. Yeah. But it, I don't think it costs the movie too much when it's not there. I definitely didn't notice but it in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I was noticing all sorts of fucking shit. Yeah. I was noticing crazy shit. <laughs> crazy, what the fuck kind of wacky tobacco are you guys on shit? Um, but it's just that month, I really wanted, I wanted to stand up, look at the audience, and say, we're watching this right now. People, like, during, that people. Monkey, during that monkey sequence, I'm like, this is, this really is a movie. Happening. This is really you happening right away. now. You turn around and realize they're all melting. Um, <laughs> and they're just a bunch of little kids who don't realize that it's bad. They will. I mean, no, I don't know. Kids, was, kids like, aren't that dumb. There were there were a bunch of little girls sitting behind us, and they loved the entire thing because of Shia the, the monkey shit. Shia LaBeouf. Nobody liked that monkey shit. Um, okay, uh, we got news on the website. A lot of uh, our users submit news. Uh, you guys can sign up and submit news on the website. Uh, movie review, movie news, video game news, whatever you got. Music news. Uh, one of the news articles this week uh, submitted by Modern Boy. Modern Boy is that Runaways is headed to the big screen. This is uh, 
the like young mutant superhero. It's a great book. Yeah, it's a really good book. Brian K. Vaughn is the guy who did it. Uh, he wrote it. You know him from Why the Last Man. And Joss Whedon is writing it now. Joss Whedon's about to finish his his run on it. And he does. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird uh, that this of all properties got optioned. I know Marvel's hot right now, but how is this going to work? I is don't it, know. Is it like it? Well, I think it's like you know. I don't see it as a movie. Almost like you see it, it almost as a serial. It would, yeah, it would totally be a. It would be a great Dawson's Creek with superpowers. With superpowers. Um, do you but, remember? Do you remember the old? Uh, Mutant X, X Mutants yeah. TV movie. Those are the ones that I always caught at like four o'clock on Saturday morning uh, <laughs> or Sunday morning because I was completely drunk just watching. Going, this means something. This is, or Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah, it's like birds a Birds of, of Prey birds type of deal. Prey. Yeah. Um, yeah, Runaways is head of the big screen. You know, as much as we're doubters right now, as like how it's going to work. But it's Brian K. Vaughn. There you go. There you yeah. go. So. Uh, you know, we'll just have to sit and wait and look. I no, really uh, I just want him to concentrate on why making that why movie, movie or mini series or whatever. Um, Marvel's also working with Sony. Sony re-upped uh, their options for the sequels to uh, Spider-Man four and five. Uh, we talked last week about four and five um, being like so. Somebody submitted to you know one script with that really led into a second script as yeah. 4 and 5 like he submitted a script for number 4 and a treatment for number 4 that had a lot of leftover for a fifth uh-huh. and they were like why don't you just write both of them and uh, those it movies doesn't have the scorpion in it I would like you know what I mean like I would like to it has to have the lizard I'm sorry if you're gonna make another <laughs> fucking Spider-Man movie give us you want, what you've already told us you is need to have the yeah. lizard in there yeah. he's been in all fucking movies put him in there yeah um but we may get them sooner than you expect. 2010 and 2011, so they would be coming out well, as long as it's before 2012, because that's the end of the world. Really? Yeah. Nostradamus said that. No, Mayan calendar. And the Mayan like, calendar. Like and that, it's like and that October 10th. There's a John Cusack movie that's like that too. Yeah. There's a John Cusack movie about it's that. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls too. I mean, this Crystal Skull before they made into whatever spoiler. You know, yeah. Whatever. Whatever it was. Whatever the chupacabra were, but yeah. Are there actual crystal skulls? What are you yeah. talking about here? You didn't know this? I thought it was just like when the they were talking movie. in the in the movie. They were talking about the Mitchell Hedges skull. That's, That's right. a thing, and it's it's one of the it's. I've been reading a lot about it recently, and because I I enjoy the crypticism. All right, no, it's not crypt. Whatever it cryptology is, cryptology or whatever. Uh-huh. It's uh, the crystal. This Mitchell Hedges skull is like an impossible object. It's called an impossible object because it shouldn't exist. Because mm-hmm. it's a proportioned human skull with like a m- removable jawbone that's cut against the grain of the crystal. So it shouldn't be because if you you can't cut crystal. And how old is this thing? Um, a couple hundred years old. How? I mean, yeah, like what? They don't have the technology to do that. No, 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 no. And even with lasers, they couldn't do it. Right. It's impossible to have been made, which, you know, but then there's, like, the whole Mitchell Hedges story behind it. He, the guy who, Mitchell Hedges, who, uh, which I think it's two last names, Uh actually, who said that they discovered it in, like, some South African thing. They actually bought it at an auction somewhere. So there's lies behind it, and you don't even... But it still exists. It exists. It's a thing. It's up in Canada What's this got to do with the end of the world? Well, the Mayan, the Mayan solar calendar yeah. ends 
on like October tenth, two thousand twelve. Okay. It just ends. There's nothing. It's party more. time. It's party time. Yeah. So all the geekscape is running through the streets right now, burning <laughs> shit. Party time. Wait. They just start playing rock band. That's what I would do. Like your party. Oh yeah, getting shut down by yeah. the cops. Fucking. You guys. But want these to... these weren't even geeks that were there. Hey, officer, you want to Mountain Dew or something? Of... Bunch of hot actresses. Get the fuck out of here, really? I just know hot actresses now. That's all. Oh, yeah, with your acting shit. You know? How has Gilmore been with the actresses that you've provided for him? Has he been able to score? I just want to say... Because that guy talks like his game is fucking Kobe Bryant fucking shit. Well, you know... How's he, he done? He's a good He's a good flirter. He, uh-huh. got, he, got, a, he got a number at my birthday party uh, this weekend mm-hmm. uh, from uh, one, of, one of Will K's friends. So... I have to ask you because it's mm-hmm. been bothering me this entire episode. Can you turn your head no. that way? <laughs> no, and not at all. Show our audience what is on the side of your neck right There's now. Nothing ben. on the side of my ben, neck. Ben, can you do this, please? What is? What the fuck is that? You got a legion right there. Like, what is that? Is that you have AIDS? You have AIDS? I didn't want to bring this up. I have liver <laughs> cancer. What is that? I have liver cancer. Look at this, babe. Look at this. What is that? It's a fucking hickey. Brian gave him a hickey. I don't know who gave me the hickey. Get actually. the fuck out of here. That's not a, that's a hickey, sweetie. It's a hickey and it hurts a lot. It's like a rug burn. Here's the deal. Who gave you I that? I got really drunk on uh, on Friday. Oh, you have like a, like a weird it's like a monkey, leech. Like, small mouth. You had like a leech on you. I got really drunk and I woke up on Saturday morning with uh, that on my neck. So What was next to you? Anybody? No, there was no one next to me. Could have been a guy. Could have been I know it. I know it was black and salty from the forums. I know it was you, dude. I know. Yeah. Will he sleep with anything? Black and salty from the forums. <laughs> black and salty. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I've only met him twice. He's a good guy. Um, that that you can be a good guy and sleep with anything. No, well, that's true. Right. That's true. I mean, that's Brian Gilmore. Well, any oh, I mean, they gotta be he's breathing. Not prolific. I mean, he, we know, we all know that he still has his his girl. Who? Brian Gilmore. We all know. What's, what girl? That that man, chick. Come on. Who fucked them over? You know, he's still holding it out for her. Sorry, this is this has turned into Dawson's Creek. Brian, don't do this. Don't do this. Um, we got what's, what's Brian, the news? Guess what? You just brought, got your way back on the show because we gotta set, sort this shit out. Brian, if you're listening, you're coming on the show. We're sorting this out. I will punch you in the face if you're really holding a candle out for this chick. Chick sucks. Um, Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson are thinking about co-directing the third Tintin movie that was submitted by our good buddy Hero Protagonist. I finally found out where the name Hero Protagonist comes from. It's like a it, classic yeah, it's from uh, Snow novel. Crash. Snow Crash, that's yeah. right. Um, you wouldn't be able to read it. It's long. <laughs> yeah, no pictures. No pictures. Uh, Hero, thanks for submitting that piece of news. Um, Modern Boy submitted another one for us. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are thinking about teaming up again uh, to do a movie about two British comic book fans who do a cross-country journey across America. I'm guessing it's a comedy. Um, but that'll be cool to see the two of them And all I have again. to say is uh, cast me. I'm... I'm- Completely castable. I know you watch this, young, Simon Pegg. Young, young Simon Pegg. Ed, Edgar Frost. Yeah, or young, <laughs> young, Frost. Uh, young Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young so, Simon, Simon Pegg, right here. Yeah, Simon I'm Pegg's a young, brother. I'm a young you're, Simon Pegg. Like, like, I, I like totally a year ago. Like, you're like you're like five years younger. 
than Simon Pegg. Yeah. It's true. You, you but could I, be uh, his apparently cousin? Apparently, my type, my type you could... I, I could be, uh, I can play 17. Apparently. Really? That's yeah, I don't know what the gray hair is coming in. The at. fucking STD hickeys shit. No, this is more 17 than anything else on yeah, my body. Yeah, you're right. Come on. You're right. Um, well, not everything else on his body. Why are you looking at my penis? <laughs> <laughs> it's more like 12 um, that, So I'm sorry it was, it was the joke You set it up And I had to take it It's like throwing fucking Like bread in the water Fish are gonna eat it man um, We've been reading The spider <laughs> The new Spider-Man This yeah. is uh, the one The uh, the brand new day stuff mm-hmm. Is it starting to lose steam? Okay So It's a weekly It's a, it's a It comes out every Every three weeks Out of the month Right it's got new. It's got different writers for it every has, story arc, different artists. Yeah, every every month they villains. recycle. They they get new a new writer and a new mm-hmm. artist. I will tell you this. I was digging it at first, and then like with the whole menace and the freak, like those villains were just like blah. But then they hit the Blizzard. That mm-hmm. Blizzard arc was awesome. It totally it, it totally revitalized me as a reader because I'm like the the art was great, um, the story was awesome. The villain was cool, um, but then they went back to the freak storyline, and I'm like, I don't care about this dude. Well, I mean, they went back to the freak storyline to finish it out. It, well, not to finish it out, but but they took uh, see, they, they, they had week. they had one issue uh, where they where they kind of put a cap on that, the menace, and something else, where they kind of said, okay, this is the culmination of those stories for now. Have they and, brought and Mr. They stri- Negative back? They haven't brought back Mr. Negative, but that's a cool villain. But they're starting to yeah, Chayon Fat should play him in the movie, um, and and then uh, and now they're doing this. Um, there's a new villain that was introduced two issues ago. Did you read two issues ago mm-hmm. where he become Peter? Peter is now a uh, paparazzi photographer. Yes, the paper doll chick. She can flatten herself like paper, and she and she sucks you. She like sucks the air out of you and flattens you. Wow, I haven't gotten there. Last two issues, there's a new villain. But my question is, how do these villains tie into Peter as a person? Because those are the greatest Spider-Man villains. They right. have weight that reflects on your hero, and uh, in that is what this is starting to feel like. It's starting to feel like it's it, like it. It's not. It doesn't have any weight that's going to last. Right. It, it's you know. Well, just, I know we just cleared up fucking week, with his life. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know we just start like stopped fucking with Peter's life. Right. How much longer before we can start fucking with his life again with things that actually are going to last? Well, that's why you need to do the. You need to focus more on Mister Negative because that that character's tied in with Aunt May. Uh huh. You know, there's um, uh, you haven't read this latest issue. A lot of you guys may uh, maybe have. Uh, there is a a return of a main Peter Parker character. And, uh, is it MJ? You're gonna have to read the fucking book. Is she jackpot? I don't believe she's jackpot. Why? Because okay. who we, else could it be? We've met who jackpot is. We met the chick who's jackpot in an issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Wait, the one that? Are you talking about the girl that he like looks up in the phone book? He goes to her house in like yeah. in like Brooklyn. Yeah. She's 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 jackpot. No, it's not. That is not jackpot. That honestly, Why like are we discussing this. I'm sorry, but it, it, on it, it can't be. Like I think that she just gave him a random name, because I've gotten that. I've asked girls for the names and numbers. <laughs> and I've gotten the fake name and number, and I've gone to their Brooklyn apartment, and it was some dude. And I've left something on the door. Oh, um, oh I left something on the door. All right. Um, Only no, a twelve-year-old could. You will read read the last two issues. You guys who have read the last two issues, like like I, I have to hope that this is starting to go someplace. 
because it feels like tire spinning now. Um, yeah. It's starting to. Um, and those are the comic books I'm reading. I'm not going to bring any comics to the UK because I want to take care of them. So I'm only mm. reading novels, bringing novels to the UK. I read half a one on the way I back before to Austin. Shut up. It's the same thing, okay? Beggar, you know, I, the main Stein. thing is that I'm reading. The main thing is that I'm reading. Um, so a couple good demos came out, a couple new mm. things on WiiWare. Anybody been downloading this WiiWare thing? You go online with your Wii, and you can download. Uh, it's a lot like Xbox Live's level of games. You can download uh, not so much demos. These are complete games, but they're cheap and they're short. Are they free? They're no, not they're cheap. They're, so. Yeah, they're they're very cheap. This one, Lost Wins, is about eight ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the story structure of Metroid, where you're going around getting different things to unlock a bigger world, mm-hmm. and it's a platformer in the same way that the old two D Metroid was. Okay. But you're controlling this little character using the wind. You're you're blowing them up into the air onto platforms. You're using the wind. Are, wa- are you going? <laughs> no, you're uh, you're you're waving the you're waving the uh, uh, okay. the wand. Like you know a, your like weak remote. To, yeah, to try and waft stuff. You know you have to move items. You have to blow things into other items, and uh, and it's a nice little game. It was really well designed. It took about two two and a half hours to complete. Mm-hmm. Very simple, you know, game mechanic, and it was completely satisfying. You know, literally, uh, it didn't take long at all to, to 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 beat this game. And at the very end, of course, it says to be continued. So when you're left after like, you know, two and a half hours of playing it, you want more. The good thing is that you're gonna get more. So now, that was a good download. With WiiWare, that's basically they just Nintendo gave out the proprietary. You know, controlling mechanism to a bunch of developers and said make stuff. I don't is know. That, I don't know. I read an article about what the fuck is up with third-party software. It was in the last. Uh, it, it, what, what do I? When you get a good, the GameStop magazine, right, right. You know, it was in the last issue. Game it was like, Informer. The Game Informer. It was like, what the fuck is up with the third-party software? Supposedly, Nintendo more than anybody is really uh, hardcore about keeping onto their proprietary software. Right. Not only that, but. Uh, but it's smart but, of them to do that because, like, then they can, because people can just fuck around in their free time. Like, oh, you can do this with the different well, actions. They're, like, they're also really hardcore about not putting out the the, the hard, di- you know, about printing oh, right. the actual the actual software mm-hmm. uh, and not letting you know making sure that every product that comes out is good physically. The third party shit in its own is usually really fucking bad. This WiiWare really might save. This because it's it's opening up the ability for really original places, you know, to run wild with it well, in a way that third-party developers Runner? are just not going to do it. Do you remember the, the yeah. web series Homestar Runner? Huh? They're making a WiiWare game. Oh, that'll be right good. Now. Yeah, yeah, right now there's a it fi- looks pretty cool. There's a Final Fantasy game on that I, I haven't played, but it sounds a lot like one of these, you know, strategy games. Like every day you have to do tasks. I like Lost Winds a lot because it was a platformer. Attack the Castle might be fun um, as a strategy like party game, but Dr. Mario we can all play online. It's like you know the Tetris type game that uh, came out on the original Nintendo and the original Game Boy. That one I'm looking forward to playing with you guys online. It's the reason uh, that uh, our country is in such a craze of kids taking prescription medicine. <laughs> we are the Prozac nation because of Dr. Mario. Thanks, Dr. Mario. Uh, Japan's final plan yeah. to enslave us. We're better um, than the, the communists plan to control yeah. our minds. So, yeah. Um, but you said that you downloaded this 
demo for the Penny Arcade game. Is mm-hmm. this an is this an MMO or is it an adventure game? What is this? Um, it's not an MMO. It is a turn based um, RPG kind of game. RPG. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't have swords um, and no sorcery. <laughs> well, it, it I mean it has it has the Penny Arcade's version of that. Um, Penny Arcade is a web comic. Which probably everyone knows Which now turned itself into a really strong brand. Absolutely. With With Child's Play. They put on packs every year in Seattle. Yep. Well, Bellevue. In Bellevue. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, Um, they're they're awesome. And uh, and now they have this video game. How does it it play? It's it's very webcomic-y. Like, it's very um, colorful. It's their style of art. Um... Whenever there's a cutscene, it's not like this. Like I was really, one of the things I hate about comic book or comic based games is when they go 3D mm-hmm. and it just looks really bad. Like this is kind of 3D, but it's, it's not cell really, shading. It's cell shading, but like it only, that's only when you're moving around. But like during the cutscenes, it's all panel based, mm. and like they usually have about three panels on screen. And like it jumps like to the, the different ones. Yeah. Now is the game funny like the comic? Absolutely. The, the comic's really funny. Yeah. Um, I was kind of worried about it because Penny Arcade has definitely their two different types of comics. They have their Gabe and Tycho storylines, which are just like, usually it's the two main nerd guys, which are really funny. But then they do go into their weird like fantasy thing, which is something, supposedly it's like, um, it's Tycho's <laughs> writing, but... Um, it's, I just don't, I don't like those. And I was when I, when I first heard the title because the title is like on the rainy precipice of doom, and it's very um, like it you takes thought it place was going to take I, place within yeah one that of his world. one of those things. But they're in it. Like Gabe and Tycho are in it. They're not playable character. Well, they're not the main character. You just you design your but own. you get a party. Yeah, and you, you get a party, party, and they they show up in your party. I've only have the demo because I didn't want to shell out twenty dollars on it. It's, it's tw- only twenty dollars. The full but, game, but it's twenty dollars on uh, Xbox Live, which is it's like sixteen hundred, uh, you know, the points. But that's a that's a so, lot of money so, for an yeah. Xbox Live game. So this um, is a full game. It's a full game, um, and it's, it's available now. Five, it's like four to five hours of play. It's available now on Xbox Live, um, but it's a full RPG, and like the main characters are fruit fuckers, which is one of my favorite characters of mm-hmm. the the Penny Arcade universe um and like you fight with a rake your character has a rake oh, to cool. begin with like uh gabe's i forget which one i don't know if it's gabe or Tycho. which one is the crazy one mm-hmm. but one of them's powers to fight the like punch oh, yeah. okay yeah but it's it's a great game um it's a lot of fun i definitely recommend at least get the demo see if you mm-hmm. like the play um and then if you like it Shell out the twenty dollars. I will once I get paying work. <laughs> We're gonna try and work on our uh, WiiWare Super Action Man game where you just karate chop everything and end up breaking your TV. Um, I guys, would think it would be hip thrusting. <laughs> maybe hip thrusting, <laughs> guys. That's our episode. Uh, we'll give you another episode from UK. I don't know what the makeup of it will be, but um, it will have Helen on it. Uh, till then, you guys can check us out on Geekscape.net. You can find us on Facebook if you search for Geekscape, or go to MySpace.com/Geekscape. Net. Uh, we have t-shirts for sale We've got all sorts of forums And interactivity on the site So please enjoy that I want to thank my good buddy Ben Dunn For being on the show Thank you for coming in And helping me flesh out the show buddy And I will I'm see you guys I'm good at fleshing anything out In about a week Alright Bye
Check that out. Don't touch it. <laughs> I, I, I put it there. I I, I, I could... Uh, just like that. It's opening up! <laughs> it's a fucking eyeball! It's an eyeball! Get anti-Ben. Evil Ben. I'm your brother, Ben. I'm your brother. <laughs> Has Brian told you about Why the Ashley... The Ashley Olsen stillborn twin conjoined twin of the Olsen twins? No? No? Slightly phosphorescent glows? It's like a third one? No, no, no. It's like if one of them had died in utero and was conjoined Ooh, twin. Look, I'm still hot. <laughs> Crab hands. <laughs> Fucking fish feet. No teeth. Good at dick sucking. We're out of tape. We have to be out of tape.